الحمد لله الذي أنزل قرآنا عربيا وهدانا صراطا سويا والصلاة والسلام على محمد الذي بعث رسول النبي وعلى آله وصحبه الذين سلكوا طريق المرضية أما بعد my respected elders dearest brothers and sisters السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته And so here we are at the doorstep of Ramadan, a month in which an individual, if they utilize it properly, can ensure another year or even a lifetime of obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And likewise, it is a month that if it is spent incorrectly, if it is spent in sin, then it affects us such that it, it can take an individual away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the following year or in extreme circumstances for the rest of his life until he turns and he asks for forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says in the Quran, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, O you who have believed, kutiba alaykum siyam Fasting has been made fard and compulsory upon you. كَمَا كُتِبَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ And it was made fard just like it was made fard on the people who came before you. That it's nothing new. That just like the people before you came, they came onto this earth, they fasted and they left. You too, in your sharia, that you are following Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, you will also be fasting during this month. And you will also be fasting this month. This is the first time that this month will be ordained. But previous nations have fasted. And what is this purpose of you fasting? So that you may become God-fearing. So that you may have within yourself qualities of taqwa. My friends, what is taqwa? What is this word which comes up in the Quran time and time again when Allah says that indeed Allah loves those who are muttaqeen, those who are good-fearing? What is that taqwa about which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that indeed those, in, those individuals who are God-fearing will be in shade and will be with, in, in such orchards where there will be springs in front of them. What are, who are these muttaqeen? What makes a person a muttaqi or a person who has taqwa, fear of Allah in his heart? When Umar radiallahu anhu was asked regarding the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that taqwa, what is taqwa? He described it and he gave an example. He said it's as if a man is wearing the most finest silken cloth and he's walking upon a path. But upon this path, there are, in, there are thorns which are trying to pull at him from each side. And he traverses this path very, very carefully in order to ensure that his silken cloth and his silk cloth is not ripped even the slightest. Because a silk cloth which is so thin, if even a little bit of a thorn, you know, pushes itself into it, you will find that it will rip completely. So he's saying that once Iman is like this, that you are walking this life, you are walking upon this earth, eventually you will reach the hereafter, but you are walking in such a way that this iman which is on your body, which is trying to be snatched at from all the vices and from all the wrongs that you see around you, you are walking very carefully to ensure that you do not fall within those sins. Allah. That this is what taqwa is. That taqwa is to have 
that recognition of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that istihbar in your mind, that at all times what I am doing, it is an awareness of Allah, which prevents an individual from committing sin, okay? What Allah is trying to bring within the believers during this month of Ramadan is awareness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because my friends, for an individual who is aware of Allah, obedience is easy. And what does fear or obedience to Allah mean? This doesn't mean fear of Allah to the extent that you hear the name of Allah and you drop dead and, and you become in such a state that every time you think of Allah, you become afraid. This isn't necessarily because you have not understood that Allah is the most merciful. Okay, fear of Allah is such that when you look at the clock and you realize that it is salah time, you will not let the next salah time enter before you have prayed your actual salah. You see that it is dhuhr time and you need to pray that salah. And you are looking at the time and you are thinking, Asr is coming in soon, Asr is coming in soon. I have to read my, my dhuhr before Asr comes in. And then you pray your dhuhr. This is what taqwa is. Taqwa and fear of Allah is such that when you are being beckoned towards a sin, your awareness of Allah, that Allah is watching me, is stopping you from committing that wrong. Fear of Allah is that when you are sitting in your car and it is a hot day and you are looking outside your windows and you see things which are attracting your eyes and pulling you away from Allah's remembrance, that you see that individual or you see that being which it is not permissible for you to look at and you begin to ogle, but as soon as you begin to ogle, you remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is taqwa which takes you away. Taqwa is that which when you see wrong and aggression being committed by an oppressor and an aggressor, you stop that aggressor from committing wrong. That is having taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To have awareness in your heart at all times that wrong is going on and that I can stop it. You know, the worst thing that a person can have in his life is no taqwa at all. No awareness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at all. Because if he has no taqwa and if he has no fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then his actions, his deeds are led quite simply by his desires. Whatever his desires urge him and beckon him, beckon him to do, he will follow that. Because there is no guiding light in his life. There is nothing for which he is living. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about those people who are muttaqeen. He says, وَسَارِعُوا إِلَى مَغْفِرَةٍ مِّن رَبِّكُمْ وَجَنَّةٍ عَرْضُهَا السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ That hasten towards that Jannah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and, and that forgiveness that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prepared. And He has prepared this for who? Lil muttaqeen. For those individuals who are pious. For those individuals who have awareness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For those individuals who have taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then He says that these are such people and He describes them. And He describes them in such a manner that he says that they are people who ask for forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in abundance. And when they do do commit wrong, then they seek, they seek protection in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ask forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Essentially, my friends, this is what the month of Ramadan is about. To bring control back into your life. To bring that awareness back into your life. Those things which Allah has usually made permissible outside of Ramadan, Allah has limited it in the month of Ramadan as well. That outside of the month of Ramadan, we eat as much as we want. We drink as much as we want. And as far as intimacy is concerned, then that is in abundance for, for whoever wishes. However, in the month of Ramadan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has even made these things, which He has made halal outside of Ramadan, He has made them prohibited inside the month of Ramadan. Why? For a person to learn control. That a person who is so gluttonous to the extent that they are eating every day, 
that they are not looking at what's going inside their mouth, that it is merely an exercise for them, that I'm just going to take and I'm going to eat, that they are filling their desires with their stomach, that they're everything that they see that they will eat, Allah is saying control it. Because if you're eating too much, then what will happen is you will make sure that you become slacking your worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is interesting that when the ulama and the scholars of the past wrote about the shahwa, the desire that a person has within themselves, they also linked it towards eating and overeating. When an individual overeats, and don't get me wrong my friends, eat well, eat healthy, you know, eat to the extent that you know that your stomach is full, but don't overeat to the extent that when you are eating, it makes you so neglectful and heedless to your worship. This is what the scholars have written about. To the extent, and, and it's an example that we have every day. Take the example of a man who comes home or a woman who comes home late from work. You know, she has finished her, 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 her shift. It is now six, seven o'clock. And she says to herself, let me read my Asr Salah. But her stomach starts or her, his stomach starts rumbling and he says to himself that actually let me eat my food first and then he eats and he eats and he continues eating and he has reached his limit but the taste is so good that he wants to continue and he wants to continue and he wants to continue and he begins to overeat and eat excessively what happens is that his, his mind begins to tire, his body begins to tire, and eventually what he says is, let me put my head down, or let, uh, she will eventually say to herself, that let me put my head down for a few minutes, and let me go to sleep. My friends, how many times have we been in that situation, where all we needed to do was spend a few minutes to pray our salah before we sat on our bed, but as soon as we sat on our bed, the comfort of our bed was far greater than the comfort of our salah. How many times have we been in such a situation, where we said to ourselves that we we will read our Isha Salah, that we will make sure we read it before we go to sleep. But we overate and we sat upon our bed and we felt to ourselves that maybe I'll wake up later on in the night. And alas, the time of Fajr came and the time of Fajr passed. And the time that the person wakes up, he has missed two Salah and he is there in time for Dhuhr Salah. How many times has this happened? So Allah is teaching us control in this month, that even with regards to intimacy, okay, even with regards to intimacy, Allah is saying that look after yourself, okay, that during fasting hours, it is prohibited for a man and for a wife to be intimate with one another. Allah has said that this is for the fasting time only, that during the nights of the fast, that is fine, but during the, mo but during the daytime, this is something which Allah has prohibited, something which is halal, something which Islam rejoices in, something which Islam speaks highly of, marriage, wedlock, a relationship within wedlock. However, Allah has said for, for the fasting hours, it is prohibited for you. Why? In order to teach you control, that we are in a society, such a society where intimacy is spoken about and a hedonism is spoken about openly, that you can speak about whatever you want, that if there is a person who passes by you on a road, you may feel obliged to make a comment regarding her. Or if there is a male who may pass by on, on the road to make a comment regarding him. Okay, we are in such a time where it is so easily accessible. It is so easy to access things which are haram to look at. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that learn control, that all oh, my slaves during this month learn control, that those eyes which may have been poisoned, Okay, outside of the month of Ramadan. Those hearts which may have been corrupted outside of the month of Ramadan. This is the month in order to purify the heart. It is the month to purify the gaze. This is the month where an individual who is addicted to sin, regardless of whatever the sin may be, this is the month in order to ensure that a person breaks away from it completely and turns his back away from it. This is the month. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله ما بعد My respected elders, dearest brothers and sisters The fasting of Ramadan Do not deceive yourself into thinking that this is merely the fasting of the stomach But it is also the fasting of the eyes It is also the fasting of the ears It is also the fasting of the nose It is the fasting of the entire body Every single limb must be in unison with one another to ensure that that person who is fasting knows that every single part of his body is working for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The fasting of the eyes is to ensure that a person does not look at that which is haram. The fasting of their ears is that, that an individual ensures that he is not listening to those things which are haram. Perhaps a person is backbiting, a person is slandering. Be brave enough to say that to that person that if you want to ruin your fast, by all means do so, but please do not ruin mine. The fasting of the nose, it is a habit of many of us that as the time of iftar, as the time of breaking our fast comes closer, we want to go into the kitchen and open every pot and begin to smell. This goes against the etiquette of a person who is fasting and is showing dedication to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My friends, it is the fasting of the eyes and of the private parts that Allah has made things which are halal outside of Ramadan, but inside of Ramadan, He has made them prohibited. Allah has said, That during the nights of fast, when it is the time where you are no longer fasting, the nights of the fast, it is permissible for an individual to go back to his partner. My friends, this is a very key point that I want to emphasize on today. The reason being that many individuals are such that they spend their entire fast, many of their fasts, perhaps looking at vulgar material, perhaps on their computer, perhaps on their mobile phone, perhaps on whatever type of device. Maybe it's on the TV. Maybe it's, you know, the avenues to sin have become so vast. The avenues to sin have become so fast that even during the month of Ramadan, it is very easy to slip into a person's usual habit to look at things which are wrong. And then comes the time for salah during the evening. And he says to himself, well, I've wronged during the day. I'm going to spend my entire night in the masjid. I'm going to spend my entire night worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My friends, if you are a married individual, make time. Honestly, this is a plea from, from, from myself as the Imam of the Masjid who liaises with people on a regular basis who have said that during the fasting hours, I keep on looking at wrong things. We had a 12-year-old who had come to me and said, Imam, I would like to speak to you. And I said, well, what is there to speak about? And he said that I am I had 12 years of age. He says, I am addicted to looking at wrongful material on the internet. Okay, this is our situation and this isn't something which is brushed underneath the carpet This is a problem which is facing our society It is a problem which is facing our society and more so during the month of Ramadan You know the, the problems which are facing people during the month of Ramadan A person feels that he has fasted for three four five days properly that he's breaking his addiction And then all of a sudden they crack and they go back to it my friends if you are a married individual, then make time for yourself and for your partner, okay? During the nights of Ramadan. Don't be that individual who says that I'm going to pray the entire night of Ramadan. I'm going to be in the masjid the entire night of Ramadan. I'm going to stand and I'm going to pray and I'm going to open the Quran. And then the next day comes and he feels that his shahwa and his desire or her desire begins to, to set a light. And as a result, he can't practice it anything. And therefore, he's looking at his phone or he's looking at those things which are haram. Prioritize. Don't waste your fast. Allah has made things which are and he has mentioned it in the Quran He said That they are a garment for you and you are a garment for them as well And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says That this is the time 
okay, this is the time for a person to be intimate with their partner. And even for those individuals who may be looking for children, who haven't been blessed with children, Allah says that this is the month that you look for your children. That this is the best month for an individual to try and conceive a child. He says, look for what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written for you during these blessed nights. So my friends, it is, a, it is a fast for the entire body. It is not that an individual just fasts with his stomach, but he spends his entire day swearing at someone. It is not a fast of the stomach and a person spends his entire day backbiting about someone. It is not the fast of the stomach and the person spends his entire day using his phone or WhatsApping individuals and wasting his entire fast. My friends, there's a, there's a great, great lesson and a great, great principle and a great, great rule. And that is that if you are an individual who can't bring yourself to worship, then at least stop yourself from committing sin. If you can't bring yourself to be an individual who's going to recite an abundance of Quran and stand up during the nights of Ramadan, make sure that you don't sin. Because sin will definitely be asked about. But Allah may not choose to ask you about whether you perform such a good deed or such, a bad, or, 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 or such an amazing deed. If you can't do good deeds, then the most minimum thing that you can do is stay away from bad deeds. Because just like the way good deeds are multiplied during the month of Ramadan, a person who commits sin, it is wholly possible that that will also be multiplied during the month of Ramadan. An example of this is by the statement of Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhumah. He says that I would rather commit one sin outside of Mecca than commit Sorry, he said, I would rather commit 70 sins outside of Mecca than commit one sin inside of Mecca. Because when you are in a place, when you are in a time, when you are in a zone, when you are in a moment where Allah has multiplied the reward, if you neglect that and turn towards sin, then it is definitely possible that a person's sin will be also multiplied for completely being negligent and heedless towards the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so the first thing that I have said is that make sure that you fast properly during this month. Okay, the Prophet sallallahu said that whomsoever breaks a fast during the month of Ramadan, without having a reason to break it. He broke it because he couldn't be bothered. He broke it because he passed by a chicken shop and the allure was too much for him. And as a result, he just broke his fast. Or he looked at the sun outside and he said, you know what, forget it today. I can't be bothered. A person without having a reason and there are many reasons Allah has made the faith so easy for us. But a person without reason has broken his fast. The Prophet ﷺ has said regarding this person that if he was to fast for the rest of his time, he will not be able to attain that reward. Don't be a person who misses the fast of Ramadan simply because he can't be bothered. That's the point one. The second point that I want to mention, it is Ramadan. It is the month of the Quran. Make sure that your recital of the Quran is really, really double during this month. And the reason I say this, but I say this with some trepidation. Be realistic, my friends. There are many people who say to themselves that I'm going to recite this amount of Quran. I'm going to be like Imam Shafi'i and I'm going to read 60 Qurans this Ramadan. I'm going to be like this Imam and I'm going to read this amount. Be realistic, my friends. If you have not touched the entire Quran, the entire year, it is very, very unlikely that you will be able to reach such high, high targets. 
set yourself some down-to-earth realistic targets. Look at your life. Say to yourself, how many pages am I reading during Ramadan? Outside of Ramadan, how many pages am I reading? Am I reading two pages? Am I reading three pages? Perhaps say to yourself, okay, maybe I'll try my best to read half a juice, 15, 15 pages of, of a juice, or 20 pages of a juice, or maybe every day I will read one juice and I will definitely finish the Quran. Okay, set some time for the Quran during the month of Ramadan. And what we have found, my friends, is that if, if you do not make time, if you do not schedule time in your day for the Quran, then it will not be recited. What I have found in my life, my friends, and I'm telling you this from my own life, if I don't schedule a time in my schedule, and I don't say that from 5 o'clock to 7 o'clock, I'm going to read Quran, or from 5 o'clock to 6 o'clock, I'm, I'm going to read the Quran. If I don't schedule that time in, then my time for recital will just not happen. You have to schedule it in. Just like you schedule in time for the Quran, just as, sorry, just like you schedule time for eating, just like you schedule time for being in front of the TV and a particular show, you must also schedule time in for the Quran. This is the only way that it will be done and the final thing that I will say is that utilize the virtues of Ramadan Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said man qama Ramadan who stands over during the nights during the nights of Ramadan iman and wahtisaban with iman in his heart okay in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala seeking his blessings the Prophet ﷺ said his sins will be wiped away from Allah by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another place Allah said, the Prophet ﷺ said, Man sama Ramadan, whosoever fasts the month of Ramadan, imanan, with belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, wahtisaban, and hope that he will be rewarded. He will be forgiven of his misdemeanors and of his sins past and future. My friends, this is a month. Don't waste your time doing things which are silly by spending time outside in the night times thinking to yourself well let me lie to the people at home and saying I'm going to the mosque and instead busy yourself in other places okay be down to earth with your time look at targets which are, are, are you know your you have the capacity to fulfill and you will achieve it one final point and it's a very minor point that I will conclude upon is have some uh, uh, consideration for our neighbors. And this is a very key point. Many individuals will spend their entire time in the masjid, pray so many raka'ah, but within 10 minutes, they will spend one and a half hours in the masjid to two hours praying their salah, but they will waste it in two and a half minutes when they have given problems to their neighbors. The Prophet ﷺ says in a narration related by Ibn Hibban, he says, that person has not believed, that person has not believed, that person has not believed. The Sahaba anhum said, who ya Rasulullah, who are you referring to? He said, that individual individual whose neighbors are not safe from his wrongdoing and from his evil my friends don't waste two and a half hours of ibadah with two and a half minutes of beeping and screaming and traffic problems outside this is a very key key message for the nights of ramadan take your reward pocket it and go home silently with hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he will forgive you of your sins. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept us and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept all of, the, uh, all of the ibadah we do during this month. May he give us the ability and the tawfiq to use this month appropriately. May Allah give me the ability to act upon what has been said. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you the ability to act upon what has been said. Wa إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله تعالى من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له 
وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليمًا كثيرًا كثيرًا أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم ارضى عن الخلفاء الراشدين الأربع أبي بكر وعمر وأثمان وعلي وعن الستة من العشرة وعن أهل بدر وعن أصحاب الشجرة وعن السابقين الأولين من المهاجرين والأنصار وعن أمهات المؤمنين وعن الصحابة رضي الله تعالى عنهم أجمعين اللهم اغفر لنا وللمؤمنين والمؤمنات وللمسلمين والمسلمات وألف بين قلوبهم وأصلح ذات بينهم وانصرهم على عدوك وعدوهم اللهم اغفر لأمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم استر أمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم احفظ أمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم تجاوز عن أمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم ارحم أمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر الإسلام والمسلمين في كل مكان اللهم أصلح أحوال المسلمين في كل مكان اللهم أنجي المستضعفين من المؤمنين في كل مكان اللهم كن لهم عونا ونصيرا اللهم كن لهم عونا ونصيرا اللهم بدل خوفهم أمنا وأخ اخرجهم من الظلمات الى النور يا ارحم الراحمين عباد الله رحمكم الله ان الله يامركم بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم وادعوه يستجب لكم ولذكر الله تعالى اكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون اقيموا الصلاه <تصفيق>